Hello, Trash Crusaders! Welcome to episode 41 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast, where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, everyone's favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we're tackling capitalism, hot topic, and a trio of synthetic Paul Blart mall cops when we mm. cover the 1986 Barbara Crampton-led shopping fuel traster piece, Shopping Mall! Before we get into that, let me introduce you to the the two fucking shopaholics joining me on today's episode. He lost his virginity in the back of a Spencer's Gifts and still has a Shrek-themed blow-up sex doll to prove it. Patrick Swigert. Still got the scars, too. Came in. Let, t- let me tell you what. I am bringing an energy today, brother. Yo! Woo! Goddamn. We, okay, so I'm just going to go ahead before I introduce this next host because we are all sleep-deprived as fuck. Legend Ooh, of Zelda. I got Tears coffee of- in me. Tears of the Kingdom has launched. I don't think the combined between the three of us, I think we might have a total of like maybe five hours of sleep. It's just going to go off rails. And speaking of going off rails, this host is currently banned from the Mall of America after an incident where she crushed 13 slices of Sabaro pepperoni pizza, crop dusted a great American cookie with a fart so horrendous the police were called to investigate a dirty bomb being set off. Liz, the mouth of the South McLean. You know, it's funny about that story. Um, a lot of people, like the news article that came out about that, said that it was a fart, but it was actually a shark. Kind of yeah, shitted. Oh. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> shitted? Did you shit mm-hmm. it a little bit? Shitted as yeah. Um, And I am, you know, I'm here to bring the, uh, you know, a good balanced show has like opposite sides, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all are sorry. fucking jacked. Y'all are fucking jacked up on coffee and ready to go. I woke up 20 minutes ago. Yeah, you did. Let's go. Oh, that was the weakest let's go I've ever heard I'm out of so you. I'm so tired. Yin and yang, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we just get the show on the road then? Before we jump in, a little quick housekeeping. We love it if you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget you on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at savechargecinema.gmail.com or you can DM us on all socials at Save Trash Cinema. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we hacked into cyberspace and made too many hockey references when we covered the 1995 Counter Reeves cult classic, Johnny Mnemonic. We will be continuing to release mini shows, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. Keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. And with the housekeeping out of the way, why don't we jump into an overview of the film? They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. They're dead meat. But you're never alone. In the chopping mall. What's that? Chopping mall. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. Shopping Mall is a 1986 horror film written and directed by Jim Wynorski. And now it's normally at this point, I tell you all about the director's work. But in this case, 
why don't you tell the audience about old Jim, Patrick? Uh, look, I, I'm watching this movie. I start looking up old Jim and I, I text came and I say, came we needed a whole segment on this guy. Uh, this man has range y'all. Mm. I don't think you're uh, fucking buckle up. If you're driving, put on your seatbelt, both hands on the wheel. Cause we're about to go for a ride. Let me just go through some of his filmography for all of you at home. Let's start with the family films. 1992's Munchie. Never heard of it, but that's where Jennifer Love Hewitt got her debut. Came back to family pictures way later in the 2010s with A Dog Gone Christmas in 2016 Hell and yeah. A Dog Gone Hollywood in 2017. Mm, You're thinking, oh, this guy just has some, some nice, you know, G-rated family films. Just you wait. So let's go back in time to the 80s. He had a little slasher phase. We got sorority house massacre 2 we got scream queen hot tub party oh yeah some classics worth noting those movies released under the name of arch stanton okay this guy has about 15 pen names i like it after that we go into a fighting phase like an action fighting phase with ice t's final voyage and stealth fighter there's like 12 other movies under the name of jay andrews after that how about a movie by tom papatopoulos what do you old think that Tom? means? Old Tom? The Escort 3 came in to round out the trilogy, I guess. Short-lived, <laughs> only one that we had as Tom Papatopoulos, but we also got Virtual Des Desire by Noble Henry. Oh, my God. He's sorry. He went by a pen name called Noble Henry? Spelled H-E-N-R-I. Noble Henry. And then this <clears throat> is where it really gets. This is my personal favorite of all of his, uh, his names. Harold Blueberry. <laughs> just wait for the movies that harold blueberry did we got busty cops we got alabama jones and the busty crusade we got lust connection we got the witches of breastwick 2 we got busty cops 2 we got the breastford wives we got house on hooter hill we got the da vinci co-ed liz we got busty cops and the jewel of denial we got scared topless this sounds like he had a whole stretch under Harold Blueberry where he just made nothing but Skinamax films. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I've seen yeah. Busty Cops. It doesn't stop there. When I was in like freshman in high school. Yeah. And he wrote and directed all of these, by the way. And it doesn't stop there. How about Salvador Ross's library with Cleavage Field? <laughs> the Devil Wears Nada. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. The hills have thighs. Oh, oh heard of that. he's still not done. We got Sam Peppermans, sexy wives, sensation spelt S I N. We got pleasure spa. We got sexapede. We got busty coeds versus lusty cheerleaders. Who do you think wins that fight? Me. I win every time. <laughs> yeah. We, the audience wins yeah, that one. The audience. <laughs> and then as of last year, he's back to old Jim with, attack of the uh, of the 50 foot cam girls okay so that actually i want to point that one out for a quick second that's actually been sent to me to cover on the show can you has there ever been a writer director with this fucking resume this guy's I'd, got pseudonyms out the ass out and he's got a something out the ass he's got more he pseudonyms and he's got sexually transmitted diseases Ooh. and i didn't think it was possible Golly. yeah shout out to jim Shout out I to raise my glass to you. Yeah, let's I'll raise our play. glasses to him. Hell yeah, brother. All right, well, the story goes as such. A group of young and sexy shopping mall employees stay behind for a late night party in one of the stores. When the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree, which I feel like that synopsis completely undersells every single aspect of this movie. 
Liz, stop yawning. We need you in full force right now. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. You should be. The film stars Kelly Maroney from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Jim Wynorski's Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, and I know Liz is going to love this one, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama 2. The film also stars Tony O'Dell from Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, and Evils of the Night, Susie Slater from Las Vegas Serial Killer and Savage Streets, John Turleski from The Naked Cage and Deathstalker and Deathstalker 2, the best Deathstalker film. Shout out Taylor Roy, who's a huge Deathstalker fan. Hell yeah. And then finally, rounding out the cast list, we have Scream Queen Goddess, Barbara Crampton, who you might know from The Reanimator, Puppet Master, Castle Freak, if you're in a trash cinema, or let's fast forward to the future in which she started Rob Zombie's The Lords of Salem, which is honestly one of my favorite zombie films. I know that's a hot-button topic, but it's a great that's, movie. That's a take. As well as one of the greatest slasher films in modern history, you're next. Question. Yeah. Lords of Salem, is that a sequel or a prequel to Lords of Dogtown? I think it's all three. Interesting. Yeah, because you get to go in the you get to go in the past, you get to go in the present, then you get to go and I'm pretty wow. sure you j- just get to skip straight into hell at one Man, point. What a flick, movie. Lords of Dogtown. Saw that in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a copy of unrated. Do you remember when movies used to just release every single copy as unrated mm-hmm. and they would just add an extra fuck into it? Mm-hmm. Like balls up. Great bro. time in history, let me tell you. Let me tell you what, brother. No, I think the thing is is did you, you know so like PG thirteen films are allowed to have one F bomb. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people have been like pulling movies and be like, where would be the best time you put in an F bomb? Okay. In a PG 13 film. My personal favorite is The Lord of the Rings. And when Sam gets excited and he yells, Second breakfast, he just yells, Second fucking breakfast. Oh, yeah. That would be so great, man. Honestly, great. probably would make that movie even better than it even already better. is. Film runs for an hour and 17 minutes and sports a Rotten Tomato score of 55%. Which, okay, here's the thing. I'm actually kind of shocked it's this high. Like, this movie screams like 20, but in my heart, screams 100. I feel like 55 is fair, because it should be higher, but knowing the kind of movie it is, I would have expected it to be like a 12. Yeah, like, Rotten Tomatoes always lets me down, so I really expected it to be much lower than 55, but like, hell yeah, man, I'm cool with this. Like, getting a little bit more respect. Now, you can currently catch the film stringing on Amazon Video, Plex, Freebie, Crackle, Redbox, Pluto, and Tubi. So you have so many different options to watch this movie and not having to pay a single penny for it. Now... If you want to get a physical copy, uh, I would highly recommend you can currently get a copy from Vestron Video. They have released this incredible Blu-ray that is like so crisp and clean with some great special features and beautiful artwork, box cover and everything. Highly recommend if you do physical collector, whatever, this is the perfect version to get. Um, it does run a little high, so you're looking at about $30 to purchase a copy compared to a lot of these movies being like 5 bucks on Amazon. But, you know, this is trash cinema, classic trash cinema. You know mm. what you're getting into. With that overview out of the way, why don't we take some time to do some initial thoughts? Let's start with you, Patrick. Get the energy going. What do you think going into Chopping Mall? I'll be honest. I was scared. I uh, 
so I had the pleasure of, of getting to watch the movie with a small Fair. group last night. Hell yeah. Uh, Rose and Devin uh, came along for the ride. And it, there's just this weird thing that seems to happen with this podcast where whenever I'm watching a movie with Devin specifically, usually they're the stinkers in, in, you know, in my opinion, no stinkers in your opinion, but I mean, sure. So, I, so she was like, I'm in, I was like, great. This movie is going to suck now. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't expect this to go well. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I think I know where this is going to go. And I love every minute of it. Liz McLean. Um, it did the same thing I do every week. I get the title and I don't watch it till the night before we record. Stay up way too late and then wake up literally three minutes before I'm supposed to be in here now. <laughs> um, I will say I do have just a small story to make this movie even better of yes. what happened to my experience last night when I was watching this movie. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. So um, majority of my time I am sitting where I am right now on my computer because I'm a loser and I don't have a life and I'll be in Discord most of the time with a bunch of my pals. So I was in Discord last night with some pals. I was watching it by myself because I knew there was no way I was going to be able to take good notes if I had other people mm. watching it with me, right? Can't concentrate. Sure, sure, sure. I get interrupted mid-movie from my friend Daniel saying I just sent you a link and it's a link to a streamer like a Twitch streamer mm. and I was like what he's like but I need you to turn your camera on and tell me the first thing you notice and I was like okay weird so I go and click on the link oh God. as soon as it pops up biggest titties I've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> Biggest natural titties I've ever seen in my life. So then bare, bare ass titties? No, no, no. I mean, they fucking might as well have been because she had like a fucking corset on and then just, mm. I'm talking giant honk of bazongas. Okay. Yeah, honk you got a link? Yonkers. Sure do. So, um, it'll be in the description it just below. really heightened my fucking <laughs> viewing experience. And I just yeah. would love to throw that out there. Yeah. I, I feel like, it's only fair that you send the link now so that we can see it before we talk about this movie. Oh yeah, I will. I have it handy. Can you Great. just send us a screenshot, please? I just, I need to get, I need to get into this while you're doing that. I just I'll... put it in the chat. <laughs> while we're doing this, I'll, I'll go ahead and explain what I think. Obviously, you guys oh, God. know exactly what my opinion is going into a movie called Chopping Mall. Um, I look, this movie is one of my personal favorites. I'm going to spoil the, the rest of the episode by saying that, um, it's one of those things where I think this movie is, you just have to see it to believe it and experience it in real time. Um, it's fucking insane. This, this, this movie is perfection and, and it's one of those movies. I think I was telling Pat, Oh my God, look at those things. Yeah. Holy nuts. Yeah, those what? are honka bazongas, man. Yeah, yeah. Christ, those are yonkers, bro. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, I feel for our audience listening; they don't know what they're missing out, or nope, they can probably imagine at this point. But yeah, back to what I was saying. It's bigger than you're imagining. This is bigger than you're imagining. Back to what I was saying, though, is that this movie could never be made today. There's literally oh, no, no aspect of this movie that could be made today. It is so fucking out there and fun and weird. I love it. And I'm so excited I was able to share it with you guys. I've been holding this movie for a while now. I think it's the perfect time to drop it. And with that being said, why don't we get on to the show? Shopping mall, everyone. Mm -hmm. 
And now, our feature presentation. him a robot pulls up and tells the thief to surrender his weapon the thief shoots at the robot but the bullets have no effect the robot then shoots out taser needles subduing his foe the end that's it that's the movie guys that was it that's it, that's it. thanks we for having me i'm gonna go back to bed you're welcome thank All you right, guys, thank you for um, yeah it's a movie twist not even two minutes into the film fucking got me yeah it did me too i was like what <laughs> So, oops, it's just the film portion of a presentation being delivered at the mall. The head of operations then unveils a trio of security robots. These robots will be debuted next week and are not lethal, allegedly. Some shop owners jeer for on from the audience. Absolutely so the, foolproof. Absolutely foolproof play. If you start off by saying that something is not lethal and this is a horror film, it should it's be, gonna be apparently evident Yeah, that these are going to be lethal. And let me tell you right now, spoiler alert, baby. Oh, yeah. These are fucking um, lethal. I have two things. Hit me. Um, One, I feel like this movie was kept in a time capsule for like Y2K believers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah number two that's it great continue yeah. i don't need to elaborate on that number two <laughs> um <laughs> number two um when it does a pan of like the fucking like crowd after they like show the movie where it turns to like like when you quickly find out that it's like a husband and wife that own a restaurant and the guy's mm -hmm. kind of a little bit racist because he said the second guy, the second robot looked ethnic. First yeah. of all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The second identical robot looks ethnic. Literally. I was like, okay. Apparently, wait, so apparently in this particular scene, um, this was apparently like almost 100% ad-libbed. Mm. Like they just like put a camera on him and just let them oh, go to great. town. Oh, great. So he's like that in real so life. So he's just okay. like probably great. just like fucking racist. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, well, to your original point, yeah, this is a time capsule of what malls were like in the 80s. And, you know, living in today's times in 2023, I actually went to a mall recently uh, on a field trip. I was a chaperone for a field trip. First things first, who would let me do that? Terrible idea. Wait, let me do that. you're being for real? Yeah. This yeah. is a real story. I lost my mind when he told yeah, me. Yeah, I can't really tell too many details because yeah, that's fair. probably bad. But uh, we'll just put it this way. Malls are the saddest place in the world right now. Yeah, like, if you just want to immediately... If you just want to immediately go get real sad, just go sit in a mall. Yeah. Yeah, but they smell good, though, kind of. Like, well, I love how every mall ever, doesn't matter where the fuck you are, smells the same. It's got a little mm. bit of perfumey with, like, mm -hmm. pretzels. Mm. Yeah, and, like, a little yeah. bit They of, don't like, even got to have any ants in there. Yeah. What I, <clears throat> what I love is when you go into the food court of the mall and you got the people standing out there, like, do you want a free sample of bourbon yes. chicken? Like, one... Does any actual restaurant sell bourbon chicken, or is it just a food court meal? It's a food court law. Uh, you and yo, I haven't thought about samples in a fucking long time. Remember, we would just walk around the food court mall, just 
novel in on samples. Yeah, yeah, it's you like, just, I'm yeah. not spending any money. I'm, yeah, I'm just sampling this, bro. Yeah. yeah. And you get the like the, the high school kids are out there working at the mall and they got the thing of samples. Like this is their one job. And they're like, I don't care if you eat all 40 pieces of bourbon chicken off this plate. <laughs> I will go Gosh. back and get more. Oh, I will I will hand, I will hand feed you. I will put the yeah. bourbon chicken directly in your mouth. I maybe yeah. never would have thought of food court samples ever again. And I'm, I gotta go I'm to kind of having a moment. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go get some. Bourbon so shit. I guess there is some perks, but also malls are just really sad. Correct. So the question here is how will these robots distinguish good guys from bad guys? And I'm glad that neither one of you asked because I'll do it for you. They can read ID badges. So every employee of the mall will have an ID badge that the robot can read. So it can distinguish whether or not you are a good person or a bad person which doesn't seem like the logic shakes out a lot because, like, you could literally just be tased to death if you forgot your badge. But, like, whatever. It is what it is. Absolutely nothing could go wrong with the setup here. Do, did either of you get, a, like, your heart skipped a beat a moment? Because so this guy was just fucking racist. And mm-hmm. then yeah. they're like, how are they going to tell the difference? And he, like, really slowly turns. I really thought he was going to be racist, too. Like, well... There's on, only black people are bad. Like I thought he was going to say something like that because of just hearing a racist thing. And, then and it's, it's the 80s. Like, oh no. And it's the 80s. I'm like, oh no, this yeah. is about to be so bad. Thankfully it wasn't. But you know, I did, they, did you guys get that moment too? Or was that? Yeah. Just- oh no, a hundred percent. And I don't think that there's actually a single person of color in this entire film. Correct. Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. And uh, because also no one in that little audience was not white. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, no, this is about people. to be fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have some good news, though. The title screen. Shopping mall. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out this movie was originally released in March 1986 under a different title. Kill Bots. Not a good name compared to mm. Shopping Mall. Mm-mm. It performed poorly and the producers felt the movie's title turned off audiences who might think, based on the original movie poster, that it was a Transformers-like children's cartoon instead of a violent exploitation movie. After some time, the movie was re-released to theaters under the title Chopping Mall with over 15 minutes cut. It was like later that year. It was like nine months later they re-released yeah. it. So here's the thing. Uh, and this is where things get interesting. Is that in terms of the 15-minute extra cut of this movie it doesn't exist anymore the closest version that hmm. you put, could potentially see is the is the television version which is actually longer than the movie that's released right now that you get okay hmm. weird so the thing is is everything that they cut out of this film was just more like character moments and added just more like drama to the suspense hmm. and like fleshed out more characters which in trash cinema we don't need fleshed out characters we need nudity and we need blood and that's really all we need so when they re-released it again this is the only version you can see and here's the thing the television version apparently doesn't exist anymore either you literally cannot watch these two other versions they just i don't know uh but yeah the whole thing was apparently this 15 minute version of this like the extra 15 minutes apparently is like doesn't make the movie any like more violent or more uh unrated or whatever like it's just a longer movie with more Mm. character development and i don't like want that in my life i think an hour and 17 minutes is perfect this movie has almost untouched pacing 
Yes. Yeah. It's Those really 15 good. minutes yeah. need to not be in it. For yeah. I so I think it's kind of perfect. So we get the title screen and then we cue the obligatory montage okay, inside amazing. of this mall. We get women in bikinis, child molesters playing at the arcades, street punks, and of course a sunglasses stand. And my favorite, like Scooby-Doo fucking scene, all these people like into an elevator. Oh my God. This kid has ice cream and it yes. packs to the brim. Then they leave and his ice cream is just all over him because the, the elevator was so full. He knocked his ice cream over. It's like so we needed more of that. Honestly. Could you imagine going to a mall today and it being packed like this mall? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe it. You ain't been to the Georgia mall on a Saturday, have you? Yeah. Nah, I suppose that's fair. Um, also, I love how at this point and then also in the next scene, they do kind of a hilarious job of really showing who are good people and who are bad people. Like who are the gross people like in the restaurant or like in the, in the mall, like who's the fucking creepy guy in the arcade. Great character design. Some trivia. This film was filmed in Sherman Oaks Galleria, the same mall used in commando and phantom of the mall. Eric's revenge. They tried to use some like really huge, like eight story mall in Beverly Hills. And they were like, no, that's way too expensive. Yeah, they were. And so the thing was, is this mall also was way too expensive for them to use. So, exclusively shot at night outside of like the montage early on in the film. It was like the only scene that they like could afford to shoot during the day. Uh, The rest of it was have to be shot. Apparently story goes is they got into a fight with the security director of the mall. Oh my God. And the guy kept being like, you guys are destroying everything. And they were like, the owner of the mall was like, no, these guys are great. I love these people. And the security director, like there was just a lot of infighting. Um, I do want to point out that uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, fun fact, is not a sequel. <laughs> it's just the title of the movie. I There's think just we've talked them. about that movie before on Probably. here. That movie, if, I, we're going to cover it one day. This is just like a companion piece to Shopping Mall of like how fucking silly mall related horror films can be. Yes. Do uh, y'all remember? Phantom of the Megaplex, Disney Channel original movie. It was like Phantom of the Opera, but it took place at a movie theater with children. No. You don't remember this? It's a DCOM. At some point, I think we should cover a DCOM on this podcast. All right. Well, we're going to do Save Trash Cinema for Kids eventually when we finally figure out what kids could be allowed to be on the show. (laughs) Are you going to have kids on the show too? No, I don't think that that's legal. Um, we might just have to figure out ways to bleep us out, but that sure. seems like a lot of editing because I say fuck so much. We can just say frick What's the movie instead. called one more time? Phantom Patrick? of the Megaplex. Jesus. If memory serves, but I'm, I'm like 95% sure. It's it on Disney Plus. Came out in yeah. the year 2000. Yes, it did. All right, all right, all right. Well, inside of a restaurant in the mall, Barbara Crampton and a nerdy girl are waitresses. The gross cook cooks gross food for gross customers. This dude is covered. This cook, man, is covered head to toe in all sorts of some substance that I don't think is edible. Also, the nerdy waitress, Allison, she drops a plate of food because it's got maggots all over it. And um, oh, that's why I thought it was too hot. No, 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 because she like goes to grab it. It's got like a maggot on it and she like drops oh, the plate. Yeah. Great. Well, that would make sense how fucking gross the chef is. Yeah. Just rubbing the fucking spatula on his shirt. Yeah, um, man. This makes Waffle House look clean. Yeah. yeah. I got two things here. Come with the two One, things. the name of this restaurant is called 
soups, sandwiches, and salad. Easy. Restaurant. The motherfucker serving pizza. Easy. Yes. And there's everything. Pizza. That's a good point. <laughs> the chef is super fucking Italian. Like, yeah. if you think of like textbook stereotypical Italian and then you slap a fucking like bottle of gel and a fucking cigar at this guy. Mm-hmm. He's that fucking Italian. He looks like an extra in The Sopranos. Yeah, that's what he told when he... um, You're breaking my heart. Yeah, when she drops the plate, he's like, you're breaking my heart. And like the worst... It's so bad. And it made me laugh out loud um, when they were talking about because there's like a creepy guy that's like there every fucking day and like tries to like... Yeah, just tries to like fuck the waitresses and he's just like a total fucking Discord mod. And... (laughs) they're they're like the witches are like talking about like how creepy and shitty he is and then he's like before this scene ends and it like goes to the next one the scene ends with him going waitress more butter more butter left so hard he's asking for he's asking for more butter but like on his plate it's just a chicken leg like it's all like all the food he's already like just it's like remnants of food that is left and then just a chicken leg he needs to lather that up it's just a lubricant for him no palate cleanser Oh, okay, okay. Just, just biting straight into a fucking butter. Yeah, he's stick. like, he's like, I need butter bef- after I eat like my fried chicken, so that way I can take a sip of my ice cold Pepsi. Mm. Right. Okay, but we gotta be honest here. That ice cold Pepsi probably hits, though. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Now Barbara tells Allison they're having a party later at the furniture store, and that Allison needs a date, so she has someone in mind. Outside of the mall, a crazy storm is happening and lightning keeps striking. Inside of the security room, the robot technician has his porno time interrupted when one of the electrical boards gets fritzed. He goes back to reading, air looking, and then one of the robots turns on and grabs him by the throat, killing him. He went out doing what he loved. Um, I would Looking love at to big say old yonkers. That, mm-hmm. I would love to say... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say that... Um, this lightning storm is happening with zero rain. Yes. And it's popping off. Popping off. Okay. Oh, well, here's here's what we didn't um, really go into. So how these robots work is there's like a computer that's on the roof. Mm-hmm. That's how this shit works. Yeah. And with these, like, that's what the lightning strikes twice. And that's when shit starts fucking up with the technician, right? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. while dude's reading porno, he gets the fucking Will Byers tingles. Mm. And the that made me giggle a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down is like, like, you know how Will Byers and Stranger Things like grab the back of his neck and he's like, oh my God. Like, that's exactly what this guy did. And I was what like, the, oh my God. It's what something the Duffer, about the 80s. Yeah. What the mm-hmm. Duffer brothers aren't telling you is they based the entire Stranger Things season three off of this movie. Yep. Oh, man. Mm. Uncovered the hard truth, Duffer Brothers. That's a good one. Yeah. So inside of a furniture, a bunch of douche bros, one with the thickest neck I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Talking about throwing a party while they get the store cleaned up. Something about clean sheets being a necessity, and I kind of think we know where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Now, a nerdy kid then gets bullied for being too good of a worker and for also being a virgin. 
Back outside of the mall, a couple has car trouble. Stereotypes are broken when the lady in the equation fixes the car. And what I want to say there is we should trust women more. Mm. We find yeah. out that uh, I, that they apparently have something to do with the mall and these kids that are throwing a party. And at one point, I thought that they owned the furniture store. But then later in the film, I found out that they don't own the furniture store. So I'm not sure how they fit here, but... It's fine. We need more bodies for the I car. I think the man. girls are friends. Mm. Okay, well, that makes Yeah, sense. they fucking. This dude, the husband is like 10 years older <laughs> than everyone else, though, but. Whatever. Yeah, but he's kind of hot. Oh, dude, he's 80s hot as fuck. He's 80s hot uh, as, fuck. Er, as fuck. Not the most 80s hot in this fucking movie. Uh, who is? The fucking thick neck man. Dude, don't tell me the guy that doesn't so stop hot. chewing gum. The dude's yes. not, dude, that guy's he's bro. So I wanted that man to die so fucking quick. No, I, his, his gum chewing literally made me want to like scoop my fucking eardrums out with like an ice cream scooper, but he is so hot. Really? And like when he first came on screen, like I was like, eh. and then like the more, I don't know what then I was fucking hypnotized. I was then like, he oh my then God. he smiles that goofy smile and he realizes his brother has dimples upon dimples upon yeah, dimples and you're just like, like, all right. He's like douchebag 80s hot. Like I would want him to take my virginity and then never talk to me again. Interesting. I respectfully disagree. Ruin my life. But that's the beauty of, of this country. We can disagree. I th that this guy needed to be Patrick Swayze. Oh my god! If this yeah. guy was Patrick Swayze, I'd be singing Patrick a different. Patrick Swayze tune. wouldn't do this movie. Like this I don't, was yeah. fucking. I don't uh, think they could afford Dirty Patrick Dancing Swayze. Time. Oh no, no, of course. Like, at the height of his career, it couldn't have been him. What I'm saying is, it needed to be him. Okay. Okay. Uh, but he's uh, literally one of my notes says, uh, old gum chewing dude is kind of really sort of fucking hot. That's word for word. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> well, I, I really came to fruition. Like I was kind of like, yeah, he's cute. But when he fucking just I'm jumping forward just a smidge when he goes to get old girl cigarettes and he's putting his pants on. I was like. Yo, I'd fucking hurt myself going down on that you know what i'm saying <laughs> till the bed breaks till my jaw sure. hurts till the sheets are ripped you know what i'm yeah. saying oh i know what you're saying this is gonna I, throw her back out on this one yeah oh yeah yeah the, the note i had on him is this guy with the gum capital m for some reason yeah needs to go quick is what yeah. anyways uh, anyway i just want to throw that out um if you're the actor and you're somehow stumbled <laughs> upon this and you're listening and you're still that hot Hit up Call Lizzie. me. Hit, up, hit her up. Now, the husband in the car, uh, he's worried about having a party with these kids, but the wife is like, don't worry, and then shows him some lingerie. So Now, Thick Neck goes to see his girlfriend, and they get handsy until her dad shows up. Dad is none too pleased God. that his daughter is with this meat stick. But, uh, oh, it was so uncomfortable, that scene. He's oh, like, man. He's like, oh, I can't wait. And dad comes in, <laughs> he's like, he's like, Oh, uh, what what can you not wait for, Mike? And he's yeah. like, uh, nope, 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 nope. And yeah. she's like, uh, he can't wait to go see my friend tonight. It's her birthday. It's and her it's like, birthday party. dude, preacher yeah. dad here knows that you're about to get fucking dicked down. Railed, hard, railed, like no one's been fucking railed before, dude. Yeah. And we cut to a women's locker room. Why? Don't ask. Just but to see titties. This is the first introduction mm -hmm. to nudity in the film. Immediately cue Liz for commentary. Uh, no, it's not. Besides well, the porno picture. Well, this isn't. A, I mean, pictures walking, are pictures. breathing, nudo, nudie. Pictures sure. are pictures are pictures. This is full frontal bush. 
Yeah, it is 80s bush. That's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't have mm-hmm. a bush cutter on here, but there's only one. There's only one bush. There's only one. So so there's your um there's your weed whacker account for the day. One. Um it was great. I like had my eye anytime I see a locker room in yeah. these movies, I'm fucking like eyes are like, my just eyeballs bouncing open, around. Waiting. She yeah. looks like she's in clockwork orange. She's got her eyes yeah. pinned back to her head. Yeah. Correct. And back in the security office, a new robot technician walks in looking for his buddy, the dead one, uh, but finds it empty outside of a half-eaten donut. So he eats the half-eaten donut, which seems kind of rude and disrespectful. For well, it, four straight minutes, this man is yeah. chewing this donut. He do- I don't know if you guys point? noticed this. Yes, he doesn't stop chewing the donut. There's a point where he's chewing where he kind of like strings his neck forward. Like it was hard for him to like chew. I'm like, how long has the like have those donuts been there? Because I know that thing is a fucking brick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why he's chewing for four minutes. Well, you yeah. can tell he's chewing on nothing. He's doing a bad job pretending that there's food in his mouth until we see what happens to him and the donut comes out of his mouth. So I guess just for consistency, they were like, just chew the whole scene, man. Then we don't have yeah. to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that fair enough. He was fucking gumming that donut, dude. Yeah. <laughs> As expected, though, the robots uh, the robots kill him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, so. he deserved it. Uh, special yeah. effects crew actually built five remote-controlled, I almost said donuts, robots <laughs> to serve as the protector killbots. Three were required for the scenes of the robots together in the first half of the film, with two extras as backups in the event that the originals were damaged during any of the action sequences. In order to keep the robots looking realistic, as well as due to the film's budgetary constraints, they were constructed out of such items as wheelchair frames and pieces of a conveyor belt, excluding shooting laser beams. Most of what the killbots are seen doing on screen was the result of the effects crew operating them via remote control. That's cool. Just a little, just a little behind the scenes for you. So, like, this is, like, prehistoric drones. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, I want to point out, because I don't think we've... We haven't done a really good job of explaining what these robots look like. These robots' heads are the heads of Alpha 5 from Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah. On the body of a Doctor Who Dalek with, like, um, Bob Mars Rover wheels. Yes, Mars Rover wheels. Yeah. And you can definitely tell these things are made of nothing but, like plastic yeah 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 there's a scene at one point where one of the robots is trying to like push itself up because it gets knocked over and i'm like that is just fucking like pvc pipe yeah Uh, i don't think this thing could actually get itself up but Mm -mm. now the teens party in the furniture store and our hapless nerd hero struggles to look sexy but to be fair i'm never sexy so i feel his pain i think he's cute though like he's too. like he's like nerdy cute. He gets he's, he gets more like as the film goes on. He goes I agree. From, like he start like you know as he's like embodying his heroness mm-hmm. and he gets more like his shirt becomes unbuttoned. He rolls his cuffs up. I'm like brother. Yeah. If you just did this from the beginning. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the key to having Riz. I think that's, that's the. I think that's the um like real underlying take home here you know like every movie has like something you take home um this one is if you unbutton your shirt just a smidge tussle that hair up roll your long sleeve uh polo up yeah mm-hmm. you have automatic riz yeah i don't know what to okay. tell you so i think riz here's act. the thing here's the thing i think we probably should for some of our uh millennial and older listeners what riz is apparently riz is swag as i think we used to say swagger uh, well, or, or charisma or game 
as some people yeah. would probably have said. I just learned what this word means because I'm Man. old as dirt. Kamen, you just sounded like a fucking pawpaw. I'm here to keep y'all young. Brother. Um, also, can I just say, sure, I wear glasses. So maybe they, I, I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder for this guy, for Greg, I think his name is. Everyone's no. trying to take his glasses off. Is it not Greg? What's no, his, name? um, his name's Ferdy. Ferdy. No, no, that's Ferdy. For, no, for no. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about? I'm talking about nerdy boy. Nerd. Nerdy Ferdy. boy is Ferdy. Is Ferdy okay? Ferdy, well, what a name. Ferdy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to take his glasses off to make him look yeah. better. I'm like, uh, Ferdy looks better with the glasses. Leave him on, brother. Yeah, and it's like I can't fucking see. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's a hard part, man. That's the hard part. I can't see shit. I can't take my glasses off. That's why Halloween costumes, I always have to incorporate glasses into my Halloween costume. Because mm, if I don't, sure. I can't see shit. And, real um, real furry in the flesh here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me. I, that, I think I am him, except I don't get better looking as movie goes on. I get more disheveled and covered mm-hmm. in grease from popcorn. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. Um, right, I will some... say, so we're at the party scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess I missed the part where it was at a furniture store, and I don't know why. I think my brain maybe fucking made it up. I thought they were going to a bonfire. (laughs) (laughs) No bonfires. Why the fuck are they in a furniture store? And they were like hyping this fucking party up. They're like, everybody's going to fucking be there. It's going to be dope. This is Project X before it even fucking happened, but mall edition. There's six people there. Eight. Eight people. And they all fucking in the same. True. And they're all fucking in the exact they're same room. seven feet away from each other, man. So, either way, everyone is drinking, dancing, making out, and then this married couple that's apparently friends with these people, they're there fucking as well, because why not? And so, uh, uh, Ferdy the nerd meets Allison, the other nerd, and according to the music that plays when they meet, they are now in love. Uh, the, the robots have come out of their little robot hole and are on patrol. One of them stops outside of the furniture store, but doesn't seem to notice the kids parting inside. Then the other two robots come to life and start their own death patrols as well. The husband and wife duo use one of the beds to fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, right next to them, Barbara Crampton and her boyfriend also fuck. Mm-hmm. And on, right a next, on a couch. And right next to them, the other couple, Thick Neck, um, and the other girl whose name doesn't matter. You'll find out in a minute why. Um, they try out oral sex, which the Michael complains about. You know I don't allow that. Which yeah, seems she's a loser. Fucking weird to me. Look, I, I, I'm torn here because I, unlike y'all, I fucking hate this guy. But that she just won't let her. She just won't let him. Okay. do what he needs he, to do. He deserves better. Here's I the take thing. care of him. Here's yeah. the thing. I want to pause for a second. We hate him as well as a character. We're just saying this dude is hot as fuck. Sure, yes. his neck is three feet wide, and it looks like a goddamn tree stump. But the dude is is a handsome boy. Yeah, he's hot. He just okay. he he's, just wants a, a little dinner, and she's like, "No, Michael, you know I don't like that." Yeah, she's boring. Boring. She's Weird. the worst lay ever. She sounds if like this a was, princess. If this Boop. was like roles, if this was roles reverse, and he's like asking for a blowjob, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense in the scene. Sure. But like this side, I'm like, I really feel like Jim is like trying to make a point that he's like, I will never go down on a woman, and, and this yeah. is why. Also, someone in the background while this is happening is just going, "You're the king. You're the king." I literally <laughs> said, "I hope that's not how she sounds when she comes," because dear God, yeah, I mean. Who knows? So you're the king. Don't worry. You're the king. 
Don't worry, the nerds are are dead set on keeping their virginity, so they decide to, instead of follow suit with everyone else, that they want to watch an old sci-fi film. Uh, the movie that they're watching, Attack of the Crab Monsters, another Roger Corman film. There's a few little uh, call-outs mm-hmm. to, to movies throughout this. There There's is. Another... I, I actually caught one. Me too. Without looking something up. I think we probably got the same one. Is my guess. Maybe there's we'll there's a shit ton of yeah, old is. Roger Corman film posters, and even a couple of Jim's posters are in the background. Mm-hmm. A That's one of the ones I well. saw. Um, so old homeboy the janitor cracks off about some shithead kids, and it made a huge mess on the floor. And some other janitors walk up, and then they confront him about it, make fun of them, and the guys like, "I'll be clean. I'll clean this spill up sooner than you guys can dilly dally your dicks off or whatever." I don't know what he said. Yeah, uh, this is guy's important though. Uh, he's then soon confronted by one of the robots who knocks over his water bucket. It demands to see his ID badge, so the janitor insults it, and then the um, the robot shoots out its little taser nubs, uh, which don't do anything yet. But it lands in the water puddle that was spilled, and then it sets them off, and it electrocutes the water puddle, which fries the janitor to death. A true Scooby-Doo electrocution, if I ever saw one, because yeah. we did see a skeleton. We sure, sure did. It was so cool. A C- couple things it about was. this. So, first of all, that wasn't water. That was chocolate milk. I yes. want to be clear. That was straight yes. up chocolate milk. That was fucking yes. you. Is, on the is chocolate yes. milk conductive? I don't think so, but that was fucking you. I hope not. Second, Dick Miller, mm. previously in this podcast, Evil Tunes. You remember that? He was, yeah. He was an Evil I was like, oh my God, Bert. it's the guy from Evil Tunes. He played Bert in Evil Tunes. And then some trivia about old Dick. Uh, the Dick Miller, who plays the janitor, credited in the film as Walter Paisley. Walter Paisley is the lead character in Roger Corman's acclaimed horror film, Bucket of Blood. From 1959, this would be Miller's cool. fourth time playing the character as he would also reprise the role in The Howling, The Twilight Zone, the movie as well. Those are two different movies. Mm. Uh, so this is where we see Walter Paisley's demise. How about that? Yeah, this is the last time Walter Paisley is ever played in a film. The character. Also, um, go ahead. I, I understand that these robots turning into death machines wasn't necessarily the plan. However, mm-hmm. I love the idea that they like institute these robots that can essentially kill people and obviously didn't train anybody because he does not realize that he needs to show this machine it's his badge or else it's going to attack and i just what a funny idea that they're like probably these multi-million dollar machines not a lick of training for these people well i think the thing is too is like that they've also said in like the big presentation that they were like these robots are not going to debut until next week so we can give a little bit of leeway here to be like maybe they just haven't trained them because someone who's currently in their job is trying to train a bunch of people to get ready for a huge project rolling out i can tell you right now that i'm not doing it until the week before because i don't have the time or bandwidth to do that so well we also don't know how long of a time jump it is from the presentation to where the shit is going down i one would assume that it would be the yeah i guess the next day but we do have the mall montage scene and that does Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of time probably um 10 years I do want to say one quick thing about the janitor. Um, this guy is a felon. Yes. <laughs> Dick Miller in real life a felon or Dick Miller in this movie a felon? Walter Paisley is a felon. His character is a felon. I'm well, pretty sure I'm right. I'm, I'm pretty sure Walter Paisley is the reason that our parents said don't ever get into a van with a stranger. Probably. 
So fun fact about the character of Walter Paisley from the plot of Blood Bucket of Blood is that he accidentally he accidentally kills a cat and then like it gets stuck in like some like I'll uh, never watch it staccato it's from 1959 trust me it's not bad um either way and then it sells as like this art piece of like this great art piece and so he's like shit I have to like try to recreate this like accident so then he just keeps escalating so he starts killing people and then like putting them in like it's a really fun, especially from 1959, whatever. Thick Neck and his lady are hanging out in bed, and she asks for some smokes. So he runs out of the store to grab her some cigarettes. Then God, she flashes this is her boobies at him for good luck. This was my fucking... This is my Joker. That scene right there is my Joker, okay? That what is, does that mean? Like, you know how insane, like, movie... You know, like, fucking movie, guys. Not like us. Yeah, but like fucking people that are like a twenty four is so fucking good. You wouldn't understand, and sure. are like super big in the letterboxed, unironically, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, and how fucking just dick riding they were on the Joker. Joker's good. It's, it's like not, Joaquin actually. Phoenix. I didn't mind it, but in my, in my they just absolutely fine. dick wrote it till the fucking sun went down into the next morning. Is what they're called. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. That scene right there is my Joker. Okay. Interesting. The, her showing her titties. No. And old fucking well, thick neck just showing me the titties too. Like, oh my what god. Is whitey tidies as well. Yeah, I'm I'm dude. Following. I'm fucking I was literally, I'm not even lying. I was watching this thing like this. Mouth open. <laughs> Salivating. Quiet. Salivating. Now yeah. old thick neck makes it to the cigarette machine, but he hears something lurking around while he's checking himself out in the reflection. With no of the shirt on. Which I would too if I looked like that. And one of the robots sneaks up on him. It shoots him with a dart, which knocks him out. Uh, his girlfriend comes up to find him, only to trip over his lifeless corpse, which is propped up against the wall. His neck has been ripped clean open, and that neck is thick. So you yeah. can imagine the amount of latex uh, wrapped around that. She's got uh, Playboy panties on. She does yeah. indeed. We get a close up, and and I have a sixty five inch flat screen, and the way that that pulls up, her ass was literally probably fifty inches wide. Yeah, yeah, and she's got a also, nice ass. Shocking. Was it was it just me, or did she refer to this man as two different names? Did she go Mike Brennan? I think did his I... last name's Brennan. Interesting. It's a uh, just an odd choice to have two first names and to call him by both back to back with a clear space in between. I was like, wait, did you just forget his name? Well, yeah. You're probably right. That's probably his last name. Well, one of the robots busts out from behind her and she shoots, he shoots laser beams all over the place and is attempting to hit her. It does make contact a couple of times. Either way, she finally makes it to the store and she screams on for help. And right at that moment, she has her head exploded everywhere while the others yes. look on in dismay. Best pop. kill of the fucking movie. Dude, you know that they put like almost all of their special effects budget into this one head explosion. This is like scanners level of just like balloon pop. Yeah, it's like blood goes everywhere. Like M80 and a watermelon. Yes, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, One, she has fantastic screams. Mm, sure yeah. great screams. incredible screams mm. i put it in my notes i was like incredible great screams holy fuck amazing um and sh- this is also where while she's like running back to the store is where we get typical horror 
movie girl running where they're just kind of moving their legs like high stepping but they're walking Mm. Oh, yeah. And flailing uh, their arms. Yeah. yeah. Robots shoot out the window and barge in, chasing the remaining youth. The group escapes back to the back room and lock themselves in. All the while, the mall goes into lockdown, preventing their escape until six o'clock in the morning. Also, the robots have hacked the phone systems or something, whatever. Who cares? We're moving on. The group decides to go into the air vents since the robots are proceeding to break in through the door. Right as the boys try to follow the girls, into the air vents, one of the robots breaks in and the boys have to flee in the opposite direction. Again, like the worst fucking aim. These yeah. it's worse than stormtroopers, these robots. Yeah, these yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. In the air vents, Alice takes charge of the girls while Barbara loses her shit. The boys, on the other hand, opt to go to the sporting goods store to load up on weapons. Remember when malls had guns? America. Mm-hmm. This is they're straight out of Left 4 Dead. They got propane True. tank and all like they sure do they got the assault rifle the shotgun like this is a fucking squad ready to take out some fucking zombies i think uh, i think gabe newell saw this movie and was like we need <laughs> to add propane tanks in the left for dead <laughs> yes now the guys walk out in the open with propane tanks like we said and propane accessories hang kill style and that means guns in this case and they shoot off a few rounds to alert the robots this brings one of the robots into their sights they shoot at it, but as addressed before, guns don't work against these robot security guards from hell. Hence the propane tank. So the dudes throw it out at the robot and shoot it, knocking it over on inside and quote unquote spilling out its robot blood. And at this point, I'm wondering, so perfect time for this little piece of trivia here. What is the budget of this movie? Because they are destroying this mall. And like, obviously it's all fake, but... Budget for the movie was very limited, only around 800K, but the director had no problems with this as he was happy to work on a Roger Corman film and knew beforehand that Corman always kept expenses to a minimum. I am shocked that they did this under a million dollars. Well, I mean, it would be, yeah. well, I mean, it'd be more than a million in today's and probably closer to like maybe two mil. Maybe yeah, that's true. Take. That's true. Uh, maybe, you know, but still, even then $2 million, like this movie, if they made this movie today, this movie would like budget wise is going to be 15 at least 15 20 mil at minimum that was what the the thing the thing is with with roger corman is like he was so fucking good at being able to know where to cut like where to like trim the fat on budgets so that you could have crazy movies like this that makes sense now in the air vent barbara continues to have her freak out and then decides to to fuck this shit and uh, kicks out of the event and escapes from it because that's logic here the other girls follow behind her and they end up in a hardware store so they stock up on gasoline and shit the boys on the other hand try to use a disabled elevator because why not at the same time the once thought dead robot uses its t-rex arms to right itself and turns back on that's the one where patrick you made the comment that it was made of pvc pipe and to your point indeed correct Correct. One of the robots chases after the girls, so they try to set it on fire, which does absolutely nothing to the metallic beast. However, it continues its pursuit and shoots Barbara in the leg, maiming her. I'll be the first to say, Barbara deserved it. Just screaming, going half a mile an hour down this. She's like speed walking, if that, down this hall while she's getting shot at. No, you're Crampton. Okay, this is okay. I was like, I thought her name was Susie. I literally have in my notes like when she's freaking out in the air duct, and then she just doesn't stop freaking out the whole time. I was like, dude, she fucking sucks. Shut up. Just everybody's doing the same shit you are. Everybody's freaking out. Shut up. Best performance in the movie, though. 
She's just the best actress on screen at any given point during this film, though. I don't totally agree, but she's up there. She's better than half of them. At the Who do you think is the best, then? Uh, I I really liked Ferdy. I thought Ferdy was great. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, the dumb guy that uh, is with, um, I don't even know his name or how to describe it. Right. Long hair. Long hair that's not the thing. Oh, thing. yeah. No, I just call him husband. I don't think he got an actual yeah. the whole yeah. film. He's so hot. He has really yeah. pretty eyes. Anyways, well, I'm done. Anyways, Barbara was good, though. I'm not saying she was bad. I disagree with all of you, but here we go. Barbara, we're not going to talk about her for too much long because when she falls to the ground, the robot uses its laser blast to shoot the gas canister in her hand, which blows up, setting her on fire. So Hilarious because you can... Um, it's like... She's like laying there and she's like little and dainty, right? Like she's a yeah. tiny little woman. And then as soon as she catches on fire, she gains like five inches of height and about 60 pounds of bulk <laughs> and her shoulders get really broad. I think, you know where I'm going with this. I don't know yeah. if you guys know this. This is how the big is bang. not her size. Yeah. how the big bang happens. When you get caught on fire, you have rapid expansion of muscular mm. mass. Uh, the boys arrive and they try their hand at shooting at it again, which shockingly doesn't fucking work. So they take off running once more. The group runs up some stairs and one of them jumps onto the now functioning elevator the robot goes in looking for the guy, but he's climbed on top, and then uh, he fills the elevator with propane, then parkours off the elevator. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, dude, he's move. a badass. The husband's a badass. All our yeah. Apparently, no one can shoot worth a shit, so Alice has to do the <laughs> Alice. Allison has to do the dirty work, and she snatches the gun from Ferdy and fires one shot, blowing the elevator up, sending it to the ground, crushing the robot. Don't worry. Her dad's a marine. Dad's yep. a marine. My yeah, dad's dude, she's marine. fucking badass from there on out. She's just a badass. Yeah, yeah she is a badass. And from safe. like from like this point before, she was just there. Yeah. Now, safe for now, but the remaining members on. <laughs> yeah. Safe for now, the remaining members of the group pull up inside of the gross restaurant. And Barbara's boyfriend has a meltdown, which is fair. I would be too if I lost Barbara Crampton. And the group starts to fragment. Ferdy has a big idea, though, which is to find the master computer and use it to shut the robots down. Wait, was he trying to, like, kill himself? Like, did I get that correct? Kind of. Uh, like, Greg? He was about to blow his fucking brains out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. he was like, I'm not fucking doing anything without Susie. Yeah. And he's, yeah. like, putting shell. I'm like, uh, is he about to fucking off himself? Yeah. He, like, what he the was. fuck? Um, okay. Also, this is, so this is the moment that I... They're talking and I see a poster in the background for what was it called? The Lost Empire. Yeah. Saw Jim Wiernoski's name there yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun yeah. little. I like, That's not I what I it. noticed. That's not Ooh. what I noticed. Look so we us. do have different ones. Look at us. And the group runs off to find the master computer, but is soon attacked by one of the robots. They're all doing just fine running away until Barbara's boyfriend, Greg, acts like an idiot and gets caught to that point. He gets uh, thrown off of a balcony, which ends with him splattering on the ground below. Two things here, or mainly just one thing. The the actual throw off the balcony, you know who that was done by? Who? Jim. Good old Jim Winners. <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah, the, the director was, uh, apparently the way the story goes is that he was like, he was like, hey, look, it's, I'll do it. This actually sounds pretty cool. So he does the stunt for this. When he That's hits the, the landing pad, cracks one of his ribs. <gasps> but because they were on such a short 
like shooting schedule, he didn't tell anyone until after the film was done that he was like, I've been in severe pain for the last like 13 days. Holy he stand, shit. He stood up and said, from here on out, you can only call me Harold Blueberry. <laughs> that's, that's where his alter ego popped up. That's that was, what I was his joke. That's why he gets new pseudonyms. He just knocks his fucking head and just gets mm-hmm. a complete new it's, identity. It's all CTE. <laughs> like, hey, Jim, who the fuck is that? Who's Jim? My name's Harold. My name's Harry. Now they find a department store and are able to get inside, which holds the robots back for a minute. But since they have laser eyes, they're able to cut the door open, letting themselves in these robot bastards. Apparently the group is now into prank playing. So they hide amongst some mannequins, which actually seems to work since they're able to fry one of the robots. Unfortunately, the wife gets killed in the process. So the husband decides to go on a suicide mission. So he drives a little itty bitty car into the robot that's currently electrocuting itself and then dies too. But hey, good news is at least we're down to one robot now. At the very least, I'm just glad that it worked. It's like if if you're going to just immediately kill yourself because your wife's dead, I'm glad you at least took down one of the robots. Voiced by Jim Wiernoski, by the way, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Look at at old Jim is like honestly a man of many talents. He He can shoot kids movies. He could shoot pornos and he can do robot voices. Yeah. Sure can. I don't want. I don't know if I want to say he can do stunts since he broke a rib, <laughs> and I don't think that's technically how that's. Well, he did it, didn't he? I guess technically did, didn't he? That's what I thought. All right. Well, there are, with only our nerdy lovers left alive, the race for the computer commences again. The two split up to find the computer, which ends up with Alice being assaulted by the last robot inside of a storage closet. Ferdy shows up and point blank blasts the robot in the face, causing its lasers to malfunction. Fun little story about watching the movie at this point. I look up and it's only them left. I'm like, wait, where the fuck? How did everyone else die? Because they die within like three minutes of each other. Yeah. It was at this moment I was learning about Harold Blueberry and fucking Tom <laughs> Papatopoulos. And I just completely <laughs> lost track of the movie because I was so enamored <laughs> by this guy's just fucking pornos. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, why don't we go ahead and tell a little story about old Tom Papadopoulos, though, uh, and his weird obsession with Kelly Maroney. So I feel like now is a perfect time to circle oh, back sure. to that a little bit. Let's circle back. So Jim Warnowski says Kelly Maroney was cast because he, quote, had seen Kelly in a couple of things, and I wanted to date her. So I figured what? the only way to make that happen was to put her in a movie. She replaced Dana Kimmel, who had been cast on the strength of her performance in Lone Wolf McQuaid. Dana, quote, did not want to do anything that was sexual, according to Mitchell. So Jim was very quick to say, well, she's out. Let's get Kelly. Uh-huh. editorializing because i want to fuck her apparently yeah uh, who is pretty much game for anything here's the thing did they date said... do we know uh, there's no there's no evidence to point to i'm that. gonna take it as a fucking no i just don't understand what this whole like the whole like this girl was like i don't want to do anything sexual when this character doesn't do anything sexual the whole movie there's one makeout yeah. scene that she has with Ferdy at the very beginning of the film when they're watching the movie and they decide that they're in love at this point. Like, mm-hmm. do you think the original script had Allison just topless the whole movie? That I mean, great. like, honestly, with the way that this movie's going, like, I genuinely I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah. So, same did. Well, either way, the robot chases after Ferdy instead of going after Allison. And after a tense standoff with a fire extinguisher, Ferdy is knocked out. Apparently, his head hits the ground harder than Juju Sue Smithster or 
Nailed it. <laughs> There's our one obligatory reference to a sports athlete. Uh-huh. I don't think I used the right one. Who's the guy that currently owns the arena football team that b- refuses to pay anyone and locks the players out of their hotel rooms? Well, I know Antonio Brown. There has, you go. Is that, is, is that him? Yeah, I'm making a CTE joke, and I'm just assuming every single person who plays in well, the NFL has it. You no, weren't I far off. Thing. You weren't far off because Antonio Brown and Juju were teammates when that yeah. happened, actually. Look close enough. At least it's not a hockey reference. Bada bing. I wish it was. Or, or do you? Really? Do you? Because I think we burned um, that bridge. I but. have read at least 15 hockey romances this year alone. No way. Yeah, I keep forgetting about your obsession with hockey romance novels. I bought, me and Trevor bought NHL 23 on the PlayStation the other yes. day. Dude, I'm owning that. What's, can you just tell me off the top of your head, what, what's the last hockey romance? What's the title of the book called? Uh, I think it was Desire or Defense. No <laughs> 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 oh, fucking way. Let me, let me confirm. That's amazing. I'm pretty, also, I'm pretty sure. I need a couple of these, please, because this yeah. is. Oh no! Oh, hold on. No, no, That's... that was a lot. No, I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. It was find me on the ice. <laughs> yes. And then there's one Sinbin desire defense. Uh, the penalty box. Sinbin. Oh, oh iced out. Oh my god. Offsides. I swear to God. Oh, please tell me the penalty box is like the the new york rangers version of 50 shades of gray um i can give you a little how how long excerpt. are these books um the penalty box is 369 pages God no damn. fucking way dude I, I i'm in a trance like my tiktok feed is nothing but like hockey like it's bad is it is it just like really I've like softcore raunchy the- there ain't nothing softcore about it. No, big this, dog. Is, this, this is straight is up hardcore like, porn pulsating hockey stick goes inside her glove, like that kind of shit. But it don't say hockey stick, you know right. what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. hell yeah, hell okay. yeah, brother. Um, so I kind of regret that we did that. Uh, either way, Ferdy's head is bleeding <laughs> on the floor. I don't, yeah, rip Ferdy for real. I was so sad. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, we're, I I'm sorry, I'm still just hung up on this whole desire or defense <laughs> i just okay hey, if it makes you feel any better i read an f1 romance too, what was the so. title of that uh i want to say collided but i could be wrong oh i was hoping it'd be something like uh oh like no yeah it was collided it's entering your entering the pit or something <laughs> oh yeah that's good deep in your pit <laughs> deep in your pit pit stop um my I'm just obsessed with the fact that you've read so many hockey romance books that you fucking bought NHL 23. That is the best part to me. I've been watching the playoffs too. <laughs> yes, you have. Who? What team are you playing as? And then we'll move on. Seattle Kraken. Okay. Okay. Hold I on. Made, so- I made my character like when you go through and like play like be a professional athlete in NHL. Mm-hmm. Just the same with any fucking sports game. Um, I did it off of one of my favorite hockey romances that I've read. Oh my god! It's one of the characters, D. Dean DeLorent. This is okay. Hear me out. This is what I'm worried I'm about. Once I once saw this story on Reddit about this guy who was like, I started jerking off to pictures of Ben Shapiro to spite oh. Ben Shapiro. But it's become such a daily activity what? just to be like Ben Shapiro would die if he knew that I jerked off to photos to him. So he like starts to spite jerk off to photos of Ben Shapiro. But here's the problem is that the guy's like, I've done it for so long now 
that he's I like no longer. Yeah, he's like I've pavlov myself to the point I can't jerk off unless I'm seeing a picture of Ben Shapiro. What I'm worried about is that <sighs> Liz, you've gotten to a point that like you can't jill off unless you see a dude wearing like an avalanche jersey now we're talking if if the avalanche are involved now or, we're talking or no. your new kink is dudes in gritty costumes Ooh, now we're talking oh, here's the thing talking, i just want to be clear i want to be crystal fucking clear the guy that did this to ben shapiro deserves all the pain in the world i yeah, agree that's fair um, crystal and i clear. also want to be crystal clear i've never watched any jason movie the same since i've started reading these continue Fair enough. Allison flees <laughs> from the scene with the robot in tow behind her. She makes it to a pet store, which immediately reminds me of how fucked up malls are. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is my horror reference. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The pet store is mm. called Little Shop of Pets, which I don't know because I didn't look it up because y'all are the trivia gods here. I just fucking show up. I believe is a little cowboy uh, hat tip to Little Shop of Horrors. You so would be correct. Actually. You would be correct. Dude, the, I'm the shop, so good. The shop was called Roger's Little Shop of Pets, which mm -hmm. is a reference to Roger Corman's The Little Shop of Horrors. Mm -hmm. I'm so shop. fucking good at this game. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Allison, she hides beneath a counter because of the clumsy nature of the robot and its lack of peripheral vision. Uh, and I don't know. This fucking robot knocks over apparently a whole container of snakes and spiders, which crawls all over her. Which I'm not gonna lie, if I was in this movie, that would have been my death sentence. Not Same. the snakes part, but the fucking spiders. I do not like spiders. Those fake ass fucking spiders. When she gets up at one point, and the three fake spiders just fall off of her shoulder. Yeah. The thing is, is there's real spiders in the scene too. You can see them crawling around alongside the snake. So yeah, at the beginning and then, but once it's like they're on her, it's just so funny how obviously fake they are. I loved it. Well, apparently not noticing the girl five feet in front of him, the robot motors its way out of the store, leaving her behind on her way out of the store. She's scared by a squirrel or something and screams, which alerts the robot, which is now back on her trail. So she does the most logical thing in the world, which is to climb over the railing and hang off the side. Also, hilarious stunt double because she's little and dainty too. And then when it shows like her actually gripping it, it's like a guy that is not the same skin tone as her. Like, I think he's still a white guy, but like definitely has more of an olive skin tone where she's definitely more fair and like way broad shoulders and about six foot three. You know, my favorite thing in the world she is when you that. see when you see like behind the scenes photos and movies and you see the stunt doubles for people. Oh, yeah. And it's just like. It, you got like a situation like in this situation, you've got like you've got fucking Kelly Maroney. She's staying there with her stunt double who's like six inches taller than her and is yeah. a Greek man wearing a blonde wig. And you're just Correct. like, I love this, man. I love mm. this. Well, as you can kind of imagine, if you were to do this in real life, the likelihood is that you will fall to your death. And she doesn't die, but she does fall into a tent that is directly beneath her, which breaks her fall and i think her spinal cord because she yeah. so the tin breaks her fall and then she lands on a bunch of luggage bitch's back is broken no yes. way she gets up Here's no way she uh, gets up it almost kind of tells you that that's the case because she doesn't walk anymore 
She, yeah, she, she like limps around. She no, she yeah. literally crawls for the next like five minutes of the film. She fucking she does crawls. get up and start walking. I'm like, no, that's impossible. Well, okay. You can't walk. She gets up and walks for okay. Let's just explain how this goes. Yeah, dude, you crushed your L7. It's not happening. Yeah, like as someone with a with the herniated disc that has been like fucking with me since. Okay, we get it. You're like, 30, man. I know. Life sucks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Hits the ground. She starts crawling. She sees a paint store. She literally army crawls all the way to the paint store. When she gets inside, she finally has enough energy or the adrenaline kicks in. She stands up. She grabs a bunch of paint thinner. She grabs a bunch of paint. She starts pouring it all over the store. Screams out. Here comes a robot, right? Robot comes in. Scoots up into her. She takes off. She gets around the robot. Now, because its eyes been blasted out, it can't shoot its lasers, but it's still obviously dangerous. It's killed so many people at this point. Either way, guess what? You know what these people who designed these robots didn't think of? Paint. Because mm -hmm. it gets in the thing, and then it just kind of rolls around in the paint a lot, and then mm -hmm. it gets stuck spinning its wheels. She pulls a flare out of her back pocket. Where nope. did that come from? Out of her tits. She, she, when they, when the girls drop down, when everyone's still alive, except for the hottest guy I've ever seen and the most annoying bitch I've ever met, die. And uh -huh. they're, they're crawling through the air, air vents and then Susie starts freaking out. She's like, Greg's gonna die. Whatever. Just shut the fuck up. So, and they bust down there in like a fucking like automotive store. They're in an auto zone. Yeah. Where like and, where they got all the gas. Yeah. And Allison is the only one that notices that there's roadside flares. So she grabs one and literally sticks it uh, in between her tits. Okay. And doesn't tell anyone else. Yeah. It's okay. Chekhov's titties in the or flares in the titties. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 So titties then there you flared. go. So not the back yeah. pocket. Uh, either way, she sets the flare off, tosses it onto the paint, which is we all know paint. Apparently, I don't. I didn't know that paint was flammable. Paint thinner is. Paint I know thinner. that. Yeah. So either way, it blows up. And since this is a paint store, when it blows up, every other paint can explodes and blows to fucking kingdom come. Um, I'm pretty sure they destroyed half the mall in this one sequence. So yeah, kingdom how did come. that happen? Um, Spelled C-U-M. C-U-M, yeah. I <laughs> cannot believe that we haven't brought this up. And I'm going to apologize because I meant to, but it's okay. Every time these robots kill somebody, they say the same thing. And we have not brought it up yet. True. And they say, have thanks, a nice have day. a nice day. And then go <laughs> off, like as they're dying. So at, as soon as Allison takes this, it blows up. She goes, thanks, have a nice day. And I was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. As you should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, at this point, Allison's back is broken again. So she has yeah. to crawl away from the wreckage behind her. And then she hears the charming dulcet tones of Ferdy, who apparently wasn't dead. He was just playing possum to leave her to be the last victim. And no one addresses this, that he just straight up left her to die, which and he might have got knocked out. Come on. Well, he did have a, a, a roll of toilet paper dipped in red paint. Yeah. On the back of his head. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh man. My head. Well, I was bleeding. I was bleeding. <laughs> well, uh, the two embrace in the center of the mall as the sun begins to rise outside. Oral credits. That's the end of the movie, guys. We did it. We accomplished it. We made it to the end of Chopping Mall, which brings us 
to the closing segment, our segment of Save It or Can It. Did you save this film or would you can this film? Patrick, let's talk about blueberries again. And Harold Blueberry, my brother. <laughs> your brother in Christ, Harold Blueberry. Tell us, um, <laughs> would you save this movie or would you can it? An easy top five in the Save Trash Cinema Hall of Fame. This is this is clearly in the Save Trash Cinema Hall of Fame for me. This movie fucks so fucking hard. I this is if you sat me down and were like every movie we ever watch is going to be exactly like Shopping Mall, I would say let's do five episodes a week of this fucking podcast. This movie is if you are listening to this and you haven't watched it, walk, no, run, don't walk to fucking yeah. watch this movie. And it's free like everywhere. You don't yeah. have to pay a penny. You have to say it's there a if you great had. time. But goddamn. Well, I'm glad that you saved it, Elizabeth. Mouth yes. of the South. It's me. Save it or can it? Um, I'm going to save it. Um, and here's why. Like I had a great time watching it, even though I was interrupted with the biggest titties I've ever this seen in my life, which was also fun. Yonkers. Um, Yeah, I saw the biggest knockers that weren't in this movie, but I also saw the biggest Nick. Mm. <laughs> so, so, show different Nick. I would still, uh, like I said, until the bed breaks, until my jaw hurts. Yeah. I'm still smashing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a save for me. Um, I really, there was at one point, like, when everybody was fucking in the furniture store, I was like, which I didn't mind. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of yeah, people yeah, yeah. there. But I was like, what are we doing here, man? Like, what are we doing? And I thought they were just going to laser beam everybody to death. And I was like, but I liked it. Here's a question for the group before before we hear from Cayman, which I mean we know the answer, but I don't want to take it from you. I meant to bring this up earlier during that scene that you just mentioned. Do you yeah. guys understand the fucking next to other people I... idea? Because like I would understand it if they were all fucking, like if it was like a little orgy situation, but is the idea of being like seven feet from another couple fucking? Yes. I don't get it. Do you never, guys get it? Never feel, done it before. I feel uncomfortable with like being in a different room and fucking yeah or like if your dogs are in the room you're like get out yeah like, sure you, you don't want to see like you don't want to see mom and dad doing this Go, yeah yeah you know bye but bye. yeah i don't know i just that it's it doesn't click for me like there was definitely like people that i went to high school with like they would be like at a high like at a part which was most of the time at my house and they would be in the in the same room but I'm sure. like, mm, I have right. been in the room once while people were fucking. In fact, I was in the same bed. That's a story for off air. Holy shit. That's a story for off air, brother. Um, brother. I haven't had that happen. Um, I have listened. Like when we were on a trip one time, like my best friend and her husband now, but they were engaged at the time. We're like, okay, well, we're going to go fuck. And so I was like really drunk and just sat at their door with my ear to it eating Cheez-Its. Yeah. Hell so yeah. that was fun. Yeah. So I did okay. I did this one. I had this one moment one time, <laughs> and it was like this fucking. I was at this like house party, and this dude like goes off with his girlfriend. It's his house, so like good for him, whatever. Yeah. Either way, they go to the room, and their bedroom was like like their bedroom was right next to the wall of the living room. So like sitting on the couch, oh. they're just fucking going to town, it's disgusting as shit. Either way, it's like they're like five minutes in. Someone sitting next to me just leans back, takes a swig of their beer, and just goes, finish her. And then oh you God. just hear from the bedroom, 
combat. And then like two minutes they walked out and no one said a fucking word. I was like, Amazing. what did I just experience? Fall, that's yeah, a if, victory, I was, if I was that girl in that bedroom in the act of fornication oh. and I and the guy that is doing the fornicating mm. on me screams Mortal Kombat in my face. Put your fucking clothes on. Yeah, that's a fatality <laughs> waiting to happen. Get out. <laughs> Get out of this room. Get out of me. Yeah. Put your fucking clothes on. What if it's thick neck, though? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. No. Oh, no. Um, right. Well, for me, I, I'm obviously everyone knows this already. Uh, I'm saving this movie. This is this is. This is one of those like upper echelon films of trash cinema. That's just it, it's it is one of the reasons why we, we even like created this podcast was because of movies like this that are just I don't know why there's something about it is just it's perfect. It's like yeah. the perfect level of everything asinine and weird and stupid. And we just throw it all together into one melting pot and it works. And it's an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. And it's like it's perfectly paced it is hilariously funny and goofy and cheesy and there's great one-liners and just fucking insane shit happening constantly and it's just fun it's fun to watch by yourself and it's fun to watch with a group of people it's just a fun movie and i love it and i think that the movies like this need to be saved these movies need to be put up and like be recommended to people because the, you will have a blast watching it and so for me like I just walk away just being like, yes, this is it. This is the movie for me. Yeah. And with that being said, and the fact that we're rounding this all out, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell out of it with your friends, loved ones, and your worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we are beggars also. Fuck Keith. Mm. Fuck him. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister Damn. podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all your favorite streaming services. We stream live every Tuesday on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern, so join us live there. In the meantime, you can follow me at the Dumpster Boy. Liz, you also stream on Twitch. Tell us, girl, where can I find you? What you doing yeah. right now, Daryl? Okay, yeah. Um, so <laughs> when I did my 12-hour um charity streamathon and one of the incentives i had was a american cosplay truck simulator or american um truck simulator cosplay stream so i did that a couple saturdays ago and i How fucking I stopped this? oh my so god patrick funny. i can't even watch it because really? i get secondhand embarrassment um i have a character named daryl uh, his name's Daryl Truckin. He changed his last name from Hunt to Truckin, yeah. um, and he started a company called Daryl Truckin LLC. And is he trucking and fucking? Oh, he's trucking and fucking. Hell yeah! So, um, I have had people at work come up and ask me where they can find this because word has traveled. It's good. I am embarrassed. Shouldn't I cannot be. watch it back because i get secondhand embarrassment but it makes me laugh a lot and i break character a lot because of the shit that i fucking say great um that's monday and thursday nights 8 p.m um twitch.tv slash mclean with it 2014 follow me on instagram mclean with it 2014 follow me on twitter mclean with it patrick i i think you might need to change your twitch to 
twitch.tv slash Daryl Trucking. Daryl Trucking. It's getting to a fucking point. <laughs> yeah. It's getting to a point. Um, I uh, there's some clip. There's a couple clips on my Twitter. Um, oh, there's I, I will I will give you a little nugget. Um, from the last stream that I did on Thursday, this past Thursday, um, there is a part where I broke character so hard. It's about the twenty minute mark. If you watch about twenty minute mark, it's about two minutes after that. I don't know the exact timestamp, but I break character so hard I literally cried laughing. I'm gonna go watch that right after this. Um, I love sorry. it. I love it. Okay, everybody go watch Daryl trucking and fucking on Twitch because that shit is fucking hilarious. I can testify. I watched it live. Uh, Patrick, where can we follow you, bud? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Schwag and uh, Spotlight Games. We can get uh, Spotlight uh, Games Pod on Instagram and TikTok and Spot Games Pod on Twitter. Uh, and also run YouTube and Twitch and all those things. I was about to say, and on YouTube, this guy's yeah. still on YouTube. So yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Yep. Yep. Yep started splitting up clips on youtube so if you want a specific segment you can just watch us talk about that shit there um and like i said at the intro if you want to follow stc and you currently aren't why don't you jump on over we are at save try cinema on literally every single social media site and remember fight big box office save trash cinema The line, my dad's a Marine. Jim said, well, how are we going to explain how you, what a sharpshooter you are? Because it's through the movie, nice shot, nice shot, nice shot. But how do we really explain? And I don't know if that was a callback to my character, none of the comic. I'd done so much homework on, on it before I got to the set that probably that lived inside me and I didn't know it because it just came out. My dad's a Marine. <laughs>